0: Hello and welcome to Stories and Lessons. My name is Amy Ebert and I'm your host for today's podcast. Welcome back to the series on all things Boundaries. While delving into research for today's topic, I found myself intrigued by an amusing side quest. I must admit, I got a little carried away and completely disregarded my initial quest. So much for Boundaries. Despite this, I decided to go along with it because of the mere enjoyment. I couldn't recall the name of the principle that resembles the well-known Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule. I began investigating to discover the name of this other principle, leading me to stumble upon the article I'm referencing, titled 12 Fun Laws, Rules, and Principles You Really Ought to Know. I've included a link to this article in the show notes for you to enjoy as well. I was already familiar with some of these principles, but others on the list were new to me, yet still quite valid. I will share a few of these with you first, before we return to discuss how we can utilize the Pareto Principle when setting up our boundaries. This first one, Murphy's Law, we all know this one. Anything that can go wrong probably will, but, Did you know the story behind the law is actually more positive than we might expect? In this article, it states that Edward Murphy, an aerospace engineer working at an Air Force base, and his team had always assumed that everything that could go wrong probably would so they had backup and safety measures in place. And I would assume that, yes, if you're an aerospace engineer or working at an Air Force base, you really need to think every single thing through what could possibly go wrong here. <laughs> because, like they're saying, it, it's going to happen. Assuming that everything could go wrong had avoided the worst consequences of it doing so. So one could imagine the worst possible thing that could possibly happen when there's people working on something like this. So their safety measures had avoided this worst case scenario, which was a good thing. Uh, Another one here is Cunningham's Law. Cunningham's Law states that the best way to get the right answer on the internet is not to post a question, but to post the wrong answer. (laughs) i like this one this is so true the idea is that people online are often unsympathetic to questions especially questions they consider stupid after all and i would probably say this probably isn't in if like if you're in a like a group setting like one of your chosen groups you know there's rules for those groups but after all there's a reason that sites like let me google that for you exist so that you can passive-aggressively direct your friends to the thing they should have Googled for themselves in the first place. I didn't even know about that one either. Let me Google that for you. That's funny. But at the same time, the Internet contains an army of people who are out there to correct any possible mistake they see. Here's a man who has made over 47000 Wikipedia edits to correct the phrase comprised of, which he views as an error, to composed of. Imagine that. He has taken the time. <laughs> Somebody interviewed this guy. Maybe he already has. But uh, he thinks, I guess, that really matters to him. So saying something mistaken or even that other people perceive to be mistaken is a great way to get responses fast. And I would definitely say that's true because even if it's not just a question or the wrong answer, sometimes people put a post about something and they say anything that's even polarizing, people are going to jump on it. So, all right. Occam's razor. I've heard of Occam's razor uh here. Specifically it says it's the weapon of choice against conspiracy theorists everywhere. I think I've also used it heard of it just being used just with brevity in any case, but Here, specifically, they're talking about uh, the weapon of choice against conspiracy theorists everywhere. It's not an actual razor. It's instead the principle that if you are explaining something, you should take the minimum necessary number of assumptions, or to put it more concisely, the simplest answer is usually correct. So... Here's the example in in this article. If you saw a woman running toward a bus, you could hypothesize that she has seen the ghost of her dead husband, whom she poisoned, and she's running as fast as she can away from him, which just so happens to be towards a bus. (laughs) So the, the bus is pretty insignificant even in this story. So, or you could hypothesize that she's trying to get to the bus before it drives away. Okay, kind of makes more sense. But the former story requires a lot of assumptions. The ghost exists The woman was married, she's a murderer, ghosts are vengeful, where the latter doesn't. According to Occam's Razor, running to catch the bus is a better explanation. Yeah, I mean, better theory, I would definitely say. Not just with assumptions, but regarding explanations in general. And I agree to this because it's, I will have to say, in our household, I might be inclined to give lots of description and an explanation where my husband can give, you know, one, two sentences and say the same thing. I might feel like I have to give so much more description to something for this full comprehension, and my husband will just say one, two sentences. And and I'm like, yeah, that, <laughs> what he just said. So this occurs in our household. Sturgeon's Law. Sturgeon's Law is the idea That 90% of everything is garbage, which is a lot like the Pareto principle, just making adjustments in the the ratios. Instead of an 80-20, we're talking about a 90-10. Paraphrasing the article, it says, It's usually brought up in the context of criticizing modern pop culture. If you thought that all of the Summers movies weren't very good, all of the blockbuster Summers movies weren't very good, 90% of all blockbusters movies ever created were not good also. It's just that for movies, you know, we'll look back and be like, oh, the movies from the 50s and the 60s were so much better. Well, we only remember the good 10%, the top 10% of those movies. Conquest laws of politics. There are three laws to this set. But for brevity purposes, we will just mention the third. Robert Conquest was a historian of Soviet history and a poet. His third law, the simplest way to explain the behavior of any bureaucratic organization is to assume that it is controlled by a cabal of its enemies. This, yeah, this one's true. (laughs) Think of any time, any board, any board of any type, any group of bureaucratic organization, politics, anything of the sort. Anytime you see the school board mentioned in the news and you see the people in these school boards in any place in the country and you're like, yeah, they're not looking like they're, you know, people that are looking out for the best interests of the kiddos and the families. All right, here is one more. Betteridge's Law of Headlines. There are several different variations of Betteridge's Law of Headlines, but the principle is the same. If a headline is phrased as a question, the answer is no. Example headline like, does juice make you fat? And then they're going to go into the story and the law basically works in this way. If journalists are confident in what they're writing, the headline doesn't end up as a question. When they're not sure of their claims, or when the headline is a setup just to be knocked back down again, it ends up being phrased as a question and so can usually be ignored altogether. What do you think? Is there truth to this? According to Betteridge, the answer must be no. <laughs> There's more on this list, but those were uh, a few of my favorites. Now, Back to boundaries and how the Pareto Principle can be a trusted ally in forming your boundaries. When dealing with personal boundaries, the 80-20 rule can provide a simple structure. 80-20 suggests that 80% of your results come from 20% of your efforts. You can apply this 80-20 rule to personal boundaries then. And there can be all kinds of benefits. One way, one benefit is increased productivity. By identifying the 20% of activities that yield 80% of your desired outcomes, you can put your energy and time on what truly matters. This allows for quality time management and increased productivity in your personal and professional life. You got to take the time to just go through it. Sit there, take the time, go through it, make the decisions, cut the fat, the 80-20 rule can also enhance well-being. So that is a just a natural everyday life benefit. By setting boundaries and prioritizing the essential 20% of tasks, you reduce the risk of burnout and stress, which does enhance your well-being. This helps maintain your overall well-being and prevents you from being overwhelmed by doing unnecessary tasks, not even taking the time to even think about whether you really have to do it. Sometimes you're just in like automatic pilot or responsibilities that aren't really responsibilities at all. Utilizing the 80-20 approach can help you make better decisions by recognizing factors that contribute to desired outcomes by focusing on the most important aspects, we can make more efficient and effective choices, leading to better results. Better results, better days, better life, better everything. By examining your personal boundaries and assessing which activities contribute most to your goals and overall happiness, you gain a deeper understanding of your priorities, values, and needs. This is a bit of a, bit of a callback from the Boundaries book. This self-awareness allows you to align your actions with your core values and lead a more fulfilling life you gain more knowledge about yourself and what matters most by doing the doing the work you know taking the time to assess what is working and what is not what is the 80 what's the 20 let's do more of the 20 Setting personal boundaries can help you better manage your time and energy, allowing you to invest more in the relationships that nourish you and bring you joy. By identifying the key people and activities that contribute positively to your life, you can nurture these connections while reducing distractions and relationships with those who are draining or where you're the one providing most of the value. That's not fun. By focusing on the vital 20% of activities, you can avoid guilt by confidently declining requests and protect your time and energy for what truly matters so you are better for that top 20% of those beneficial relationships. Utilizing the Pareto Principle can increase your focus and clarity in all ways. This Clarity allows you to remain focused and reduces distractions, leading to increased efficiency and progress toward your objectives. When in doubt, applying the 80 20 rule to personal boundaries can bring a lot of benefits, including increasing your productivity, enhancing your well being, improved decision making. Increase self-awareness, improve relationships with yourself and others, reduce guilt, and heighten focus and clarity. If the 80-20 ratio seems too strict at first, swap it around in the beginning and do a 20-80. I mean, I know the 80-20 is basically saying 80% of your results is from 20% of your actions, but if you need to do a 2080 swap, basically you're saying, I'll, maybe I'll just cut out 20%. Several years ago, when I was decluttering every single item in the house, literally, I went through every single item in the house and the garage, I started with 20% must go. And that still brought enough peace and clarity for my next steps. And a year later, I cleared out another 50% From the hall closets, office, and storage, just start somewhere and go from there. With the Pareto Principle in place, only the top 20% of your actions is providing the most benefit anyway, so at least get started. Where can you apply the 80-20 rule in your life today? Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you got value from what we've provided, please share with others and support our show through the support link provided in the show notes. Having said that, if you haven't done so already, we are gathering an interest list for Level Up Goal, our accountability program designed to support you in achieving your next goal. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Here's how you can get on the list. Go to levelupgoal.com or click on the link in the description that takes you to the website where you can sign up to get on the list and be a part of the coolest crew in town. Get in early because we will need to cap the amount of enrollment opportunities available, of course. For more stories and lessons, check out some of my other episodes in the series. Thank you for showing up and be well.